Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, man? It's Mono. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, what's going on? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, sound good. Tuesday, February third. Cool. Yeah, what are we all you know talking about? Uh, about vaccines, right? Yeah, basically, I'm I'm having a kid, so it's going to come up. You know, I've just been talking about it before, but now it's going to actually have to. It's going to happen. Where they're going to ask. Would you like to have these vaccinations? And what uh, I think about it, like for it or against it, or yeah, basically, I'm, I'm not really too familiar with with all of it. You know, I just did a little bit of research online, but uh, yeah, basically, I was just wondering what your thoughts are on it. I did, I well, I definitely don't trust them. I mean, I don't trust vaccines. I, I don't trust the medical industry uh, very much at all. I don't, I, you know, I mean, I've been trying to call the CDC. I, I, made a, I made a call to them before. I don't know if I made, I think I may have made a couple of calls to them. I can't, I can't remember, but yeah, I, uh, I've been trying to get a hold of somebody there that can answer some questions about, you know, these so-called outbreaks that mm-hmm. they claim that it's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, you get to a point where you're, you're talking to the, the, one of the, the people there at that 800 number. And then they're, they're, they're kind of like, they get, they, they start, you know, if you start asking like direct questions or anything, you know, it's going to get you any, get you anywhere as far as, you know, maybe learning more about what's, you know, their official position is or anything. They, you know, they start saying, well, we can't answer those questions, you know, cause I'm not, uh, I'm not qualified to answer that stuff, you know? So I, I guess they got just some, you know, people just there to answer the phones, you know, phone <laughs> bank or whatever. And, uh, so I try to get somebody to talk that has some, uh, qualifications or whatever that can represent the CDC and so that was Thursday I think yeah Wednesday oh, wow. or Thursday they haven't called me back or anything I left my number I called back uh, Friday and then uh, haven't heard from them today so maybe I'll try to call back again tomorrow uh, they I sent them the que- I sent them like two questions and I said, this is what I wanted, you know, to go over with them. And they said, okay, we'll forward them on and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I was basically, you know, asking them, you know, if they stand behind this stuff that's coming out in the all throughout the media, like, oh, you know, if you're unvaccinated, you're to blame. If, you're, if your children are unvaccinated and you're like an anti-vaxxer or whatever you want to call it, you're, 
you're to blame for the uh, outbreak, you know, in Disneyland, right? I mean, that's kind of that's that's what's out there in the, the you know in the in the media, and then you know how the media is, you know, they all strangely will be all in lockstep together, and then that's kind of their uh, scripted, you know, talk. Uh, talking points is you know oh well, you know it's the it's the anti-vaxxers and the people that you know we could we could we can single them out as being directly responsible right i was right. going to ask him about well you know uh you know if every anti-vaxxer if you want to call them that whatever you want to call it, if if everybody just you know if they all just you know decided you know next week to comply you know from that point forward there would be no more outbreaks because there would still be, you know, according to the CDC and the stuff I've, you know, I was pulling off the internet stuff, you know, that's from official sites. It, it taught, they, they say, well, you know, there's a certain percentage of, of children who are like, you know, for instance, underage, like they can't, they don't get a vaccine, uh, a vaccine for like measles until they're a certain age and stuff like that. So you got, you got that, those, those children and, you know, in the population, you also have, um, the, uh, especially like a place like Disneyland, you have people coming from all over Europe, all over the place, you know, and they don't have to have any kind of, you know, shot records or anything to enter into the United States. Right. Mm-hmm. You, so you have that right there. And then the CDC stays and then all these people are, uh, squawking about with the vaccines, you know, people who are vaccinated or children who are vaccinated still get the measles. It's like, well, how do you still get the measles if you're vaccinated? Well, they'll say, oh, it's, you know, it's only a certain percentage. So, okay, well, factor them in, too. And then if you want to go ahead and factor in all the, um, you know, people that are coming from Mexico into the country illegally undocumented, and then, you know, there's pretty high numbers right there. And, you know, most of them people, like, don't have any kind of vaccine record for sure. Probably not generally and generally speaking not so you know of course that's being ignored that's not even being discussed and uh yeah i was just going to ask them directly about that because i mean what 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 is the you know uh point in being evasive about this stuff why not just be direct and straightforward with it and another thing i was going to ask him is like and i think this is a a really big deal is that um the vaccine manufacturers this is probably a good thing I tell your wife, like, you know, to, because this is this one point alone right here, I think could, should dissuade people from getting their children vaccinated. It's, it's that, you know, if something happens, the vaccine companies have seen fit to seek out legal immunity, you know, legal immunity from being sued if something happens to your child. Right. Which and, they, they just build that into the vaccine price. <laughs> yeah, Damages, or right. yeah, somewhere or another. But you know, you can't take them to court and sue them if the, you know your your child is vaccine damaged. And that tells me, I say, okay, so and I would ask this. I would ask this to the medical people. It's a very simple, straightforward question. It's like, why should I, as a parent, risk vaccinating my child with a vaccine that's produced by a company? who won't assume legal liability if something is wrong with their product and it damages my child. 
So I'm supposed to risk my child's life and future and health and possibly life when this company that is putting these vaccines out refuses to assume even financial responsibility. Does that make any fucking sense? That's unbelievable. I would say no fucking way. I would ask him that. I'd say, okay, this is what I'm basing it on. If you can give me a good, sensible answer, then I'll, I'll, I'll consider what you're suggesting that I get uh, my child vaccinated. If you ain't got no good, plausible-sounding answer for this question, this one question, <clears throat> this one question, then screw you, you know? Right. That's what I want to ask the CDC, the CDC people. And, uh, you know, that that's, that's, you know, especially that question. And, uh, you know, of course, they haven't gotten back to me. Maybe they'll get back to me sometime this week. I'm going to keep calling them back and just bugging the hell out of them until they give me some time on the phone. Because, you know, like, what, what the hell are they there for unless they're going to uh, interface with the public and explain their bullshit, you know? That's probably like. They they probably do that, you know, very rare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like it's not that easy. I mean, you know, it's been like what since since what? Well, you know, there's the weekend and all that, but it's been several days. I mean, it's like, come on, they're that busy. I mean, they can't, uh, you know, get back to you know somebody to answer two questions. You know, I mean, Chris, could you? Uh Talk a little bit about the first call you you did uh, regarding the thimerosal uh, preservative. Oh well, yeah, I called them up, and uh, you know that that's another thing too. Like it was interesting. I had to clip that part out where I talked to the this woman at the CDC because she said something that was pretty interesting. Where she says, uh, "Yeah, you know, the press, you know, that could that could be just their opinion on stuff." I said, okay, yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's that's a good point that she made because, you know, yeah, okay, it could just be their opinion. Like, you know, that's the thing that people need to understand, too. It's, you know, you get all this scaremongering and this bull crap out there and this stuff, you know, and they're and they're real emphatic about, you know, okay, this is this is being caused by, people, you know, children that are, you know, of parents that are refusing to vaccinate and all this stuff. And, um, you know, nobody holds them to account. Like, okay, where did you get this information from? What are you basing this on? Are you basing this on some uh, diligent study, or are you just pulling this out of your rear end and putting it out there on the? And then you know, okay, so if that if if that's the case, it's very especially interesting why all the press is on the same page. They're all you know reading off the same script. That you know, that, you know, obviously, I think we know that the, the press is you know. The media is a scam, and you know they're they're gonna they're gonna pump out government propaganda, and we and we're in this system where like nobody takes responsibility, but you know they have this authority. That's that's an amazing thing about the system. It's like you have all these people that are like you know they perceive themselves to be authorities. Like if you go to a clinic or something like that, these nurses and stuff there, and you're like saying, yeah, I'm I'm gonna opt out, and you know, I'm not gonna vaccinate my child, stuff like that. Um, a lot of time, but I've heard this too, like, you know, you're going to get this attitude, you know, like you are, you were doing the wrong thing and, uh, you know, you, you know, you need to give an account to me, like why, you know, you're not vaccinating your child, you know, and maybe explain yourself, you know, this is, these will be these, 
you know, twits that sit down there at these medical offices and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they did this to my sister when she went try to get an exemption for him and all that. And it's like, okay, who the hell are you? Because let's say that, you know, I my child gets a vaccine and then something happens and they're, you know, now they're all of a sudden autistic and stuff. So you got a lifetime of this, just this you know, dealing with this uh, damaged child, you know, and the child's got to live through being damaged and you know it's like it's it's a horror horrendous thing so you get to go so that means you can go back to the clinic and that nurse that kind of pressure you into it can you hold her accountable hell no you can't hold them any of them accountable you can't even hold the vaccine companies liable it's, <laughs> that it's yeah it's insane it's like what why would i even consider doing that it's like okay if 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 you are so sure that these va- okay, that's what I want to ask the CDC, CDC. I said, if you're so certain that you know these vaccines pose no risk and the, and it, and, the, and it's a minimal risk, then why aren't you CDC putting pressure on van- vaccine manufacturers to take legal response uh, li- liability and responsibility for their own product, if nothing else, but to um, ease the minds of parents everywhere so they can get these. Um, these these life saving vaccines that everybody needs and they're so important to save so much life, but it's not important enough for uh, the the vaccine companies to to um, take responsibility for them. It's just I, I mean come on, it's just absolutely that's it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean I don't I don't know what makes a better case to not vaccinate than that. It, I, I would be hard. I, I I would I wouldn't know what a better argument would be against them than that you know okay so the place that makes them does not even want to take financial responsibility for it so why would i risk my child Uh, that that right there i think that's the best argument against it right there just that one thing yeah i think that's pretty good yeah then it's like you get that one thing i mean if you if you focus in on that question that one question and you go like you know to clinic or whatever, and you want to ask them, you know, like about that and see what they think. And they give you some good rational explanation that sounds rational and reasonable. Then, you know, that's a different story. But that you think they will? I don't. I I don't think so. I'm I'm looking forward to what the official position from the CDC is, and I want to go. To, I'm going to record it and upload it if they ever call me back or if I can ever get a hold of them. But, um. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I would ask. And I would ask these questions to anybody who's supposed supposedly any kind of an authority or anybody that's like, you know, especially, you know, any of these clinic clinic workers or, you know, maybe ask for the supervisor and all that and ask them what they think about that. I mean, you just say, hey, is this, you know, is that even reasonable? to assume this kind of risk, you know, when the, when the vaccine manufacturers are refusing to even take financial responsibility for their own product, you know, that, that doesn't set well at all. Why would it, that that's just, that's a big issue. That's a big problem. Right. I hear like someone, someone sounds like someone's playing a video in the background. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's my, that's not on my end. <laughs> playing like a video game. 
Maybe I had the CNN page open. Maybe it was that. Oh, yeah, it's probably playing an ad. So Chris got them to admit on that first call to the CDC that they do that they did, in fact, uh, use a preservative uh, that contained mercury. Uh, and I guess mercury is one of the most toxic substances you can put in your body. Uh, they claimed that they discontinued that, but he got them to admit that they were still using the supply on hand that still contained that mercury preservative. Oh, oh right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just listening to a guy, uh, Dr. Russell Blaylock, I think his name was, and he was talking about um, vaccines and, and the mercury. And he was saying that they did take out a good amount of the ber- the mercury, <laughs> then it, uh, but the it still didn't change any of the statistics. Because they know? were still drawing from the supply on hand. That, that's the thing yeah. about that that or, was so deceptive. It, well, either that or there's still... They're still other shit in there that that's still affecting you know there's other shit in there that's still fucking yeah and you can go you can go um you know around and around with people about okay what's safe and what's not I say oh yeah murky oh yes you know like she was saying oh it's such a small amount it's a trivial amount it's not you know and i said well why does you know the world health organization consider the safe uh, minimum as zero you know, it's like that's that means none, right? I mean, how how does it? So how so how? And you know, how you're a health professional, and you're telling me that you know it's a little bit is okay. I mean, what is it okay? Is World Health Organization? And I I, I could give a, a fuck about World Health Organization. I mean, just put that out there. I don't. But you know, it's like. But the thing is, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll present that to them because that's. They're, uh, you know, they see them as an authority. Obviously, I would think, because um, I, I was talking to this doctor one time, and I was asking him about the thimerosal and stuff like that, and I was just showing him stuff. And then, you know, the first thing I would ask him, I said, you know, do you consider the American Academy of Pediatrics? Do you consider them, um, you know? Uh, authoritative or you know legitimate? Or, you know, and he said yes. And I said okay, so. This information that I'm, you know, about to read off to you is from their site, you know. So I made sure first. I said, you know, this is not, you know, this is not uh, PrisonPlanet.com or nothing. It's, it's, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is like a, you know, you just got through, you know, confirming that you accept them as an authority, and then like here's what it says, you know, it's like, you know, it has this percentage of mercury, and here's this other, and you know, here's, you know, just take them step by step and say, here's another official document saying that you know that there's zero uh that the safe level of mercury um there is no safe level of mercury so i, I mean so if there's no safe level of mercury what what, what about when it comes to infants <laughs> i mean right. man you don't have to be like a freaking genius or anything or a medical doctor or anything to see that that's not right you know it's like why the hell would they even have that in there uh, at all in the first place when there's been alternatives for years and years? That's another thing, too. It's like that the thimerosal is a preservative. That's, that's, out, that's been outmoded for... I, I remember that was an issue with uh, saline solution in contacts when I wore contact lenses. I remember hearing about that, and I think that was even maybe in the 80s. 
And then they uh, started coming out with thiamarosol-free saline solution and stuff like that. And then I think uh, no company started putting it in there. You know, it's like after eventually because it, cause it's like, yeah, maybe maybe it was a doctor or somebody who saw it. It's like they was looking at the uh, – maybe they wore contacts themselves. Maybe it was a doctor that worked for like some, you know – uh, government uh, concern or something like that. Maybe he worked for the CDC and he was like washing his contact lenses off one day and looked at the bottle and said, fuck's sake, thimerosal, what the fuck am I putting in my eyes? Like, what the hell are these people doing, you know? <laughs> and then that's how that got taken out. I think that's how a lot of this stuff works. It's like these people that are in these positions have to speak up, you know? Right. And sometimes they do. And then sometimes there's enough of them that band together where they bring pressure to bear and then it, you know, something happens like, you know, there'll, there'll be a concession made, but you know, like, I like I got around, I, I finally got around that woman to admit that, um, I think she happened to be a, like some kind of a, uh, a nurse or some, something that would work, that worked there at the CDC. She had some kind of, uh, official status or something like that. And she was telling me all this stuff. Which is funny because, like, it's yeah. I called now. Maybe people have been calling them, and now they're afraid to be on the hook. That's why the last time I called, it was some gal that you know. She's like, I can't answer your questions because I'm not qualified. That that didn't happen before when I made that first call. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, maybe they've they've since changed all that. Yeah, that's the response you'd expect. That I would expect. Yeah, for him to say I can't answer that. Yeah, sure. I mean that's. Yeah, I was I was surprised when that uh, that that call I made about the thimerosal. I was surprised that you know it went that far. I was actually shocked. I was kind of shocked. I was like, <laughs> yeah, not made... not by what she said, not that she was admitting there was thimerosal, but that that she actually did admit it and she didn't fucking pass a buck. Saying that just a small amount of mercury is actually okay. Uh, kind of got me too. It's kind of similar to the water to the lot and water call, where you had the actual. That was crazy. Just, that that gal was fucking right. psycho, dude. <laughs> They're more concerned about who you were, you know, uh, to call up and, and question of what's in the water than hmm. like why would I want to know? And I was trying to explain to her, yeah, well, see, I bathe in the water, I take a shower, you know, and I drink it. And then, like, I use it to wash my dishes and stuff. So, yeah, I kind of want to know what the fuck's going on over there with the water, you know? What are you putting in it? What are you doing to it? Like, like that was just unreasonable for me to, like, want to know what the hell's going on with my water that I drink and that, that fuck, I pay for and gets pumped into my fucking house. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, how ridiculous are is, you know, how, this mindset, you know, it's just insane. That's a common mindset. I, I heard uh, Russell Blaylock, that doctor I was listening to about the vaccine, he was saying that uh, him and his other professor friend were talking about it, and he was noticing that doctors nowadays don't listen to the patient. They they have been taught that they've, they've learned so much about all these medicines and what how they could cure that person that they don't even need to know or they don't really need to listen to the patient. They they could already diagnose the person, you know, just by looking at them, you know, basically. And if 
if the patient tells them wrong, then you tell them to get the fuck out of your office. You know, one of it is to get it over with and yeah. just install a McDonald's-style drive-through system, you know, where you start at the microphone and you give them your info. There's a diagnosis as you pull forward. You hang your arm out the window. Dude. And they inject you with something. I've like, heard you know? that that's actually coming. Right. So like, like you're going to have it. it on, you're going to have, like, a smartphone app, like, you know, Dr. Oz app on your freaking android and then phone and then you can like have have dr oz diagnose you and shit on your smartphone and then they'll you can mail they'll ship you your drugs and shit i've heard that that's what's down right. the road i'm might serious as well. i mean like you, that sounds like ridiculous but it's when it's, you stop and think about it it's like well not really not really at all yeah that's what's why not most people expect that shit like to be coming already anyways i mean i already expect it and that's what sucks you know I, I i wish i didn't and people having no problem with it overall well i mean it'd be just incrementally phased in like everything else they already they have get, the you know the infrastructure i guess is pre-existing really if you look at the drive-through <laughs> yeah i was uh talking to somebody from the military and he was saying uh when they got their vaccines you just one by one, you you get into your chair. I forget if you walk by or as a chair, but it was a uh, it was basically like six or so air nozzles. They just shoot the the vaccine right in there. Well, Chris may know personally have an experience that way. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I was in the Navy. Yeah, I think that's how they did it. <laughs> that's I mean, I was tripping out. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Just through little air holes. You know, little tubes just injecting you with like seven different poisons. They're hanging from the ceiling with a yeah. compressor line or that kind of thing. It's good. Basically. <laughs> right. Just shoot you up with God knows what. What do you make of, uh, I guess it's a relatively small percentage of doctors, but the ones that are actually against vaccinating their own children. I mean, that's got to be pretty telling. It's pretty high from what I understand. But, okay. I mean, where do you get accurate statistics on that stuff? Totally. Quite way higher than they'd ever let on. Right. right. There's enough to make waves, I guess, is pretty shocking. Yeah, I'm seeing here. And there's the other thing with, like, uh, polio vaccine. Uh, evidently, it's not necessarily credited for uh, getting rid of polio. Even, you know, just because the vaccine exists and polio was in decline doesn't necessarily mean it was because of the vaccine. Yeah, it was in decline before the vaccine. Well, that's another thing too. They'll 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 make sure and tell you like, uh, oh yeah, cause you know correlation is not is not causation because you know people will bring up the fact that um, yeah all these all the rates of autism skyrocketed right at the same time that the um, you know the vaccine schedule started getting ramped up you know and. Uh, you know, so you see this direct correlation between vaccinations and autism, and uh, they always retort with, um, "Yeah, correla- correla- correlation is not causation." So that's that's not even you know, you're not even it's not even valid to look at that. But um, they'll always these same people. If you ask them, like, well, how do you know? Like vaccines are effective. It says, "Well, they wiped out polio." It's like, "What do you? What do you mean?" They'll show you some chart that allegedly correlates, you know, the the 
you know, they show you, okay, here's when vaccines were introduced and here's the reduction. And then here's the, you could see on the chart, the reduction in polio. And I said, well, you know, the question would be, isn't that a correlation? And doesn't that, you know, isn't it uh, a fallacy that could, you know, associate that with causation? <laughs> but that's what they use. They use the correlation between the, you know, but what the, the an important little tidbit of information they leave out is if you were to take that chart and zoom out, you would see that, you know, polio was already in, in a steep decline way before the vaccine was ever introduced. Right. That's hmm. another thing. It's like that, that that's like, a, well, that's just a lie by omission, but it's it's pretty potent lie because that's whatever if i mean you ask anybody um about like well how do you i mean what proof do you have that you know vaccines even do anything they'll always come back with that 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 correlation between the reduction of polio and the you know measles and vaccines right like is there is there any any good vaccines to take i myself i wouldn't i wouldn't take i wouldn't take i would i would just take my chances with what God created, how God gave me my immune system. That's what I would take my chances with. I mean, I, I don't, I don't need some freaking concoction to, you know, anyway, but I did get all kinds of shots in the Navy and stuff like that. I didn't have no choice and all that. But, uh, and you know, I mean, somebody might say, well, Hey, you're not dead. So <laughs> it must not be that bad, but that's that causation like, thing again. What, that's what? That's that causation thing again, you know, cause causation. I mean, necessarily, just because you're not dead doesn't mean you weren't affected, right? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, what, you know, it it's is like, what, is this problem I have, like, you know, with memory, you know, am I going to get cancer in a year or two, you know? And, like, you know, if I did, like, it will never, ever be tied to the vaccine, even though then didn't some information come out about, uh, but the SV40 virus being in all these different samples of vaccine, just, right. you know, oh, yeah. Oh, it just happens to be cancer virus, something like specialized cancer virus or something that was, like, concocted in a lab. Uh, just, just you know, coincidentally appears in the vac. you know, it's like, uh, but, you know, what what is that, uh, an urban legend or what? You know, it's like you get all this information out there and it's hard to, it's hard to pick it all apart and stuff like that, you know, but I think a pretty profound one is the whole, you know, and that, and that's public information and stuff like the, the vaccine manufacturers saying, yeah, we don't want to get sued over this shit. It's like, well, yeah, don't you make the vaccine? Don't you, you know, stand behind it and, you know, don't the don't the doctors and the clinic clinicians and stuff that are administering it, don't they, you know, always try to reassure you that that there's not there's not going to be an issue with it? You know, so, yeah, just 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 like every other company, just, you know, to stand behind your product and then there won't be this apprehension that's out there about it. <laughs> Well, just as, as recently as I guess the the big swine flu epidemic, um, you can the supposed epidemic. You can look at the numbers there, and uh, I guess more people died from the actual vaccination than the flu. Um, and I've actually heard historically that's the case with a lot of this stuff. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. 
Yeah, that'd be a good, another good point to make. What, the more people died from the actual vaccination? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, more people died from the swine flu vaccine than yeah. the actual swine flu? That's correct. <laughs> yeah, that, that was officially admitted? Uh, let me see and pull it up here. Uh, seems to be some evidence here. Uh, more people died from swine flu vaccine than swine flu. I think that's actually the case in several of the uh, supposed outbreaks. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Uh, let's see yeah, it's crazy the amount of vaccinations that that you could get by the time you're, you know, 30 years of age if you were to actually take all the recommended vaccinations. I think you'd have a little over 100. Oh, really? I think, I think nowadays is what I heard. And weren't they called booster shots? Is that the same thing, Chris? Like when we were when we were kids, they called them booster shots. Booster shots are like um, so. If you get like a measles shot when you're four, you got to come back when like when you're ten and get another one. Okay. Because they say it like wears off. <laughs> you need a booster. So you need a booster. I've only heard re- heard of uh, booster shots referred. On the on the street, as oh, is drugs, that, is that what they call? Oh, them? Really? Need a booster? Yo, you got you got any boosters? Right. So, by the way, uh, Chris, congratulations on uh, the Alex Jones getting on there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only yeah, I was a little bit, bit nervous, but uh, I think you I did, did well. okay. Sure. Yeah, I only caught a little bit of it though. I just I stopped when he started selling the seeds. Yeah, I actually did kind of get a little bit nervous because John sounds so much like him. I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah, it was that was good. Was he down there in Mexico with his fifth with the Barrett fifty? He said, "Right <laughs> to get yeah. the best price on a yeah, hit a battle it out with the uh, what Cheop and Rebels or something." <laughs> right. Yeah, that was pretty good. So what are you? Uh, so you gotta would uh, go down to the clinic soon, Mono? Oh no, I'm a, we're only uh, to. Uh, or about ten weeks. Oh, so, ten weeks until you gotta like make a decision. Well, no, no, we're ten, ten weeks pregnant right now, so we got a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're trying to. You know, I. I told her uh, no on the ultrasounds. We're just gonna wait and see what the child is naturally, and. That's the yeah. next thing, right? The ultrasounds. Like, what's the possibility of that affecting? You know? Yeah, I was looking into that, and it was like basically the sound waves, you know, especially when it's uh, toward toward actual birth, you know, could actually, you know, really fuck up some shit. You're going to get some stiff resistance on that That's, one, you know. Well, yeah, no, it's been good. She actually talked to one of the nurses at the hospital today. She was there because her grandpa was in there, and... uh she asked the nurse about the ultrasound thing because they're interested because I told them no and they're like well why you know and the nurse was like yeah you know you really should watch whoever's doing the ultrasound and it's really you really shouldn't get more than two ultrasounds um but usually they like to do more you know because the doctor just likes to see what's going on for some reason Mm -hmm. or whatever and 
And so she was saying that you have to watch them because if you do leave that thing on there, you know, in one area too long, then that's just, you know, ultra sound waves. Bombard the fetus with sound waves. You know, so yeah, I mean, that could really wreck some stuff, you know, in one area too long. You know, I, I just see no point in it at all, you know. If there's like any risk, like why take it? Right. Yeah, and and then on the other side, what what's the what's the good reason for it in the beginning? Anyways, there really there really wasn't many that I could find. Yeah, John was talking about uh, his his wife had a home birth or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And yeah, I was kind of into that. I was I was telling her that by the second child, if we have one, I'd I'd like to do it myself. Just study up on childbirthing. Yeah, just pulling it out. DIY project. What's there to it? I got cutters on hand. I just pull it out, cut the cord, tie it in a knot. I mean, I'll try yeah, that's no big deal, <laughs> right? I mean, I why do I want anybody else down there? Serious. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, how how hard is it to cut an umbilical cord? Not a big deal. It's just, uh, you know, snip here, snip there, tie it off. In your Audi, pick one, <laughs> and then it's, it's done. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot less of a big deal than people make it out. I think there's like a lot of real intense sort of scaremongering around the whole childbirth thing. Yeah. I think that's huge because I think the, just, just having a kid in the first place, people are scared of. Yeah. And then like, well, what about, so you got like a, not that human beings are dogs, but I mean, it's like one thing, like an example, like dogs having puppies, like you just, wake up and you hear like you hear puppies like fucking puppies right there you know it's like where did they come from the dog just has them and it's like you know you don't even know it happens during the night or something or animals have them have give birth you know all the time there's no there's nothing they don't make no big damn production over it either it's like yeah just you know the the animal's pregnant and then the next thing you know there they are they're out you know, oh yeah, when did that happen? You know, and then uh, yeah, so why are people so different? Why 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 is all this all this uh, big mechanism has to go into full swing and all that? And it's like you know, of course it's 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 big money in it, of course, just like everything else. So that's one thing. So they're going to try to do whatever they can to dissuade you from having a home childbirth or. Uh, like how many times have you heard this? Like, oh yeah, well, you know, my wife went into labor. We're living in New York City. We got in a cab. And we took off and fucking hit traffic, and then my wife just the baby just popped out right there in the back seat. It's like, well, you know, yeah, that's what will happen. Your wife will just go ahead and freaking give birth. It, it you don't have to be in no hospital. I mean, it just happens, huh? I mean, it's yeah, it just. I mean, the baby comes out whether you're ready for it or not. It just comes on out. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there wasn't no 
professionals around or nothing. Just a cab driver and a husband and then, you know, the <laughs> wife and that's it. And it's like the baby comes on out and it's like and you hear about that a lot, you know. I think yeah. that happens a lot. Man. Guy who's depending on the cab driver to get there to get to the doctor who knew what I was doing. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the guy probably was freaking out. Yeah, the unnatural part becomes when they start to introduce all these procedures and so forth. Otherwise, it's a totally natural thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, it's like, the there's this documentary that you should watch. Uh, I don't know if, if you've seen this. It's called The Business of Being Born. Okay. Yeah, you all ought to watch that. Because it's really good about that stuff. It's like it goes into all kinds of different stuff about childbirthing and all that. It's really interesting. I mean, I don't have kids or nothing. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was just, it was kind of shocking. It's like, oh, crap, man. It's like, I mean, it's like an intense amount of, uh, you know, inducing labor and all this other nonsense. And it's like, it, you know, it's like, I can see how a lot of that stuff would be damaging, you know, just total disregard for the natural birth process, you know. That's what it seems like. And they say, like, the way that a woman that they that they uh, that they have her positioned when the you know with childbirth it's like it's like that is like totally wrong because uh, of the way the you know the pelvis is and all that stuff it's, it kind of constricts it's like it's not a uh, so they were showing that like the natural childbirth and stuff and I think the women like a lot of times they would stand up sometimes they would you know whatever they feel at the at the moment like most comfortable doing but you know of course some of them were just like fucking agony i guess because it's kind of painful but and then there was other instances where it was like there was women talking about like uh you know it's not painful at all so uh yeah it's but then you know but across the board they were saying yeah it's it's uh they would never want to have done it in any other way than the way they, you know, the natural childbirth thing. So that's cool. You kind of get the feeling that the whole monitoring of the pregnancy so closely um, in some ways is so that uh, if the slightest flaw in the, in the, in the fetus is apparent that they can terminate the pregnancy I know that a lot of people are, are that way. Um, they expect their baby to be absolutely perfect, and it's not always the case, um, which is unfortunate, but, you know. Yeah, that probably goes on a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the chances of me having a, a healthy baby are pretty slim. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean... I hope, you know. Right? <laughs> Is that because of the because of the green you're talking about, or no? Just I don't think just because of Monsanto. <laughs> oh right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the food. I don't, you know. I'd I'd make a decent living, you know, and I try to provide a decent, you know, meals. But at the same time, I'm on the go a lot, and she's on the go a lot, and we just. And you don't also, ha I mean, I don't have, I'm not rich, so we still, you know, eat out, you know, and eat crap. 
all the time. You said you were snacking right before the call. Care to disclose what that? Oh, that wasn't that wasn't too bad though. That was like (laughs) some albacore tuna and some salt and vinegar chips. Oh, you know, do you have anything to do? I like potato chips, man. (laughs) That's one thing. I don't know how bad they are. I, I go I go to the health food store. And, of course, the health food store has got all kinds of crap. I mean, you know, and then it'll say organic potato chips or something, you know. It's like, well, probably not the greatest thing in the world to eat. But, on the other hand, these potato chips are probably better than all the uh, MSG and crap on the other, like, Doritos or something, maybe. So I kind of, you know, justify it to myself that way. Right and uh, yeah, I I I just kind of eat um, not any and everything, but I try to cut down as, on as much crap as I can. But I still eat potato chips. It's like man, I I don't know something about potato chips. I really really like potato chips. Yeah, Dude, yeah. maybe what, maybe it was Damon on Hoaxbusters call um, suggested. Uh, Kind of uh, trying the kosher diet because, yeah. if nothing else, they hold to us, I guess, a standard, supposedly. Um, has anyone tried that? Kosher diet? Yeah. Because, I mean, at least you can look at it as a supposed set standard of some kind of quality. Um, right. I usually as- do go with that standard if I don't find, like, organic or not no MSG. Right. Because you never yeah. know what you're going to get otherwise, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know, period. I don't do any research myself, so mm-hmm. that's what I should. But I really just go off of what I see on the package. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, I definitely do go to kosher if there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, trying you know, other times I go with the other shit because it's just that much less expensive and... I'm trying to save some money, you know, and it's just, you know, I tr- I try to limit the genetically modified crap that I eat, but well, in my opinion, that should be the last thing you skimp on is what you put inside your body, but I know that's not the case for most people. They that's the first thing they skimp on. You know, they're eating AM PM hamburgers, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh yeah, but I mean, that's really not think meat, about it. though. If you're worried about meat, <laughs> PM's not meat. It's right. It's it something with tubes, to... ground up tubes. If you look real closely at it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's meat, right? I think it's like there might be some meat in there, but I think it's soy. Right. Isn't it soybeans or something? Soybean burger? Yeah, a lot of the places are. A lot of fast food places actually are. The majority of the patty is at least. Yeah, yeah you protein. might think it's meat, but it ain't. Man, ain't no meat in there. Or very little. I don't think there's any meat in there at all. Some of those hamburgers, there ain't no meat in there at all. Maybe. Right. I think they got soybean down to where, like, they can get it, they can approximate beef good enough, you know. But right. it does have that, the AMPM burger, it's got, it's got that, that kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a little, uh, like it's got some uh, silicone rubber in there or something. You know, kind of <laughs> holding it together or something like that. It's got that quality to it. Like it's, it, I think they call not quite. It's not quite, uh, you know, beef. 
Well, it's not. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> well, that's you know, it's all legally within their, you know, they like extender. I think they call it like, they extend it with like uh, things like sawdust, right? They'll use. Yeah, I've actually heard that that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's- it, what do they say in um, McDonald's milkshakes? This is one of the most bizarre things I've heard. Is actually um, wood pulp. Wow. That's, yeah. Well, you got to look that up. It's like wood, wood. Oh, let me see, wood pulp or some shit. And it's that's what it's made out of. Some kind of wood product. Wood. Let's see. It's technically organic. Yeah, that's organic. Yeah, I wonder, you know, sometimes about these organic, you know, labels and, you know, okay, yeah. What is it that I'm eating, though? Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's there's the label all natural. Yeah, and I think that amounts to, like, um, if it's if you could find it on planet Earth, then it's, like, it's all natural or something like that. It's, like, really broad... I think that's practically like that's that's what it means like I mean it could be straight up plastic but it's all natural because hey we made it local you know in other words on planet earth right. so I don't think I don't think they're allowed to put that on packages anymore huh based on natural that'd be a more because I don't think I've accurate. seen that anymore because I used to that was that was the other thing you know if it, if I didn't have the kosher you know, if I didn't have organic, no MSG or kosher, I'd look for the all natural. Okay. You know what I mean? Because that was the next step down was the all natural because it was it was always you know in that price grade was less than kosher, less than organic, less than the no MSG prices. Well, all this stuff it just you know, points towards a slippage in quality overall in just the basic foods. That's kind of what I was looking at is maybe this kosher stuff is still maintaining that same standard that they had when food seemed, you know, uh, just better quality, you know, 10 years ago even. Right. Yeah, I bought this pack of all-beef hot dogs at the health food store, and uh, they're like friggin' $9 a pack, almost 10 bucks. Right. And uh, I mean they're but they're good though they're like to- they taste completely different than yep. uh, yeah other hot dogs and uh, then I you know I, I'm, I'm how many there's eight hot dogs in there pretty substantial size you know so two of them you know makes a pretty decent meal so yeah, you got four meals you divide that into ten that ain't too bad. No, yeah, but no. you gotta you gotta get the buns. You gotta get the condiments. You gotta get throw. I use tortillas. Then you got to and, t- uh, wash it yourself. Tortillas. Yeah, yeah, or you know, it's like uh, if you kind of factor all that, add all that stuff up, it's really not too bad per per unit. You know, per hot dog. <laughs> yeah, not not too bad price wise because fast food is like. It's freaking outrageous now, man. You go not to if, not if you stick to the value menu, though. Well, that's what are you talking about, Carl's Jr. or something like what you guys were talking about, Carl's Jr. one time. <laughs> yeah, this I went to Carl's Jr. 
I don't, I don't get, I don't eat out very often at all. But like I went there because I like that uh, Western bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> right. And uh, so I got a double Western bacon cheeseburger, uh, like a medium Coke and a fries, and it was like every bit of ten bucks. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, if you get the premium burgers, they and they're they're good. Like it's what are the what do they call the ten dollar burger, which $6. is actually more than six dollars, I think. Now. Yeah, it was fourteen. I got out of there for four, little over fourteen dollars for the combo. God, yeah, fourteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got like the I got like the the extra. I got like the half pound burger, you know. Oh, but, and it has the bun. It's great though. But for the combo, it's like fourteen bucks. Man, you're like high rolling, huh? Like working <laughs> like a, a big corporations or something. Oh, I was. So uh, you were saying that you're like uh, like a paycheck away from the streets or something? I'm not like doing that? good, Chris. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Uh, I've, you know, overall, I had kind of probably have a decline in motivation. as as far as that goes in, in the working for doing the stuff that I do, you're aware of what I do, but you know, some of the people probably aren't, but just in it's that industry, too much Mota, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Can't get off the couch, man. Yeah. But, uh, no, like, uh, you're not motivated to go get a slave job and work your ass off for, I'm not peanuts. Yeah, I'm not. Get on disability, dude. I should. I actually have. I actually have grounds to do it. Um, I should. You know, it's just a matter of like admitting to yourself that that's and not that there's any shame in that. Uh, but you know how it is. Just the conditioning. Yeah, but you get over it though. To. Yeah, yeah. I'm already got assistance going. So, and I understand yeah. how that how people are shamed into not accepting that, which is ridiculous. You know? Yeah, that's just a society societal. Uh, part of our conditioning you know yeah obviously i mean that's not you know it's like uh yeah because i th- that's caused me to th- think about it a lot i mean i i got on disability and uh, you know i qualified right away i didn't have any problem qualifying for it or anything it was kind of like a open and shut case and all that you know so i was like hey you know whatever they decided that i could get it so i get it and i you know i'm and then you know, it's like, oh yeah. So I'm not I'm not working a slave job, and you kind of feel like a little bit bad about yourself or something like that. And then, you know, it's kind of made me put more thought into the whole money system thing. It's like, well, let's like really, if you really break that down, I mean, you talk about because a lot of people will complain about, oh yeah, these welfare people or something like that. Well, one thing, you know, you pay into the Social Security, so it's not really welfare. You've, you've, you've funded it with your own you know labor uh and then your employer matches it so like really it's kind of like your uh your employer is paying um part of your salary to the social security administration Mm -hmm. that they you know you probably would have got you know better pay if it wasn't all those called right you know so factor all that stuff in so you know you pay quite a bit in and then uh you know, so there's that. And then I've had, you know, I've heard people say, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, uh, wh- who is, oh, yeah, was that, uh, 
the Mark Stevens, the law guy, like he, he says on his thing, it's like, yeah, well, you know, anybody receiving Social Security or anything like that, you know, they, they're going to point that out as having, you know, jurisdiction over you and stuff like that. And then I was listening to his podcast and I said, well, wait a minute. I don't know about that. I, and then I sent him an email. I said, well, what about, you know, if you're receiving money from the government in the form of a tax return? I mean, don't they, by the same criteria, the same standard that you, you're basing that on, don't they would then have, uh, you know, jurisdiction over you then? Like, they own your ass because they gave you a tax return? They do. Yeah. I mean, you can make an argument that that was your money, but, like, so is Social Security. I mean, because the government doesn't even make money. They don't even create wealth. They, they, they can't create wealth. It doesn't even really, it's just a concept. The government is just a concept anyway, and so is money. So it's like you got to look at that, you know, aspect of it. And then what about all the people that are getting paid that uh, have jobs in the government and, you know, uh, and all these other places? That's totally unnecessary. And that's like it's just like basically make work. I mean, they don't actually produce anything that is actually in any way really beneficial to anybody. What about that? So if you wanted a real criteria, you'd have to factor in all that stuff. And then by the time you got around to considering all that other shit, it's like me drawing a, a disability or something like that. It's like that's not even worth bringing up because half, more than half of your freaking economy is just stuffing money in a damn rat hole. You know what I mean? Right. Just so right it's like, face. I mean, in, in reality, there's nothing whatsoever to be ashamed about or embarrassed about. Right. Other than just, you know, it, it, unless you're really sensitive about all these bullshit social stigma and stuff like that. It's not whatever social stigma is there is not based on, you know, people thinking the whole situation through at all. And if you even wanted to say, well, you know, hey, I, you know, I've worked longer than 20 years in the system. You know, if I had decided to stay in the Navy and do 20 years in the Navy, I would have qualified for a, a, a you know, a retirement pension, which would be uh, coincidentally this, about precisely the amount that I'm getting now every month. And like, uh, well, I paid into the Social Security system. What's the difference between that and paying into the, or, you know, being in the military system? But, you know the social stigma wouldn't be there at all if I tell people or if I just, you know, if I'm just, you know, going to bullshit and say, oh, yeah, I'm retired Navy. Oh, cool. Really? Wow. How much you get? Wow, that's great. But if you say, oh, yeah, I'm on disability, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, automatically people are quiet. But I tell them anyway. I don't give a fuck, man. I was like, right. yeah, I'm on disability. Oh, what yeah. do you do? It's like, oh, I'm on, I'm, uh, don't do nothing. I'm on disability. Sure. But you know that's really not true either because I do I do a lot of shit I work all the time I'm always doing something you know yeah you know, I do the podcast and all that it's it's actually work you know and then you know because you got to process the files you got to do all this other stuff maintain the site and all that it's not a whole bunch of stuff to do but you know and then outside of that I have uh, you know uh, building stuff making stuff I. Uh, I do vinyl, uh, you know, I make a little money on the side doing that. I'm doing stuff right now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take over to this restaurant. I'm going to show them some 
etch glass and stuff that I that I'm doing and uh just yeah man I mean it's just uh I remember last time uh, I talked to you you were uh, setting up a shop of some kind yeah it's been a while but yeah I, I got that pretty much completed um just a few you know minor things that I you know to, to completely finish it out but yeah it's you know, I'm, I got that done, and I'm using it right now to do stuff. So I built that, and uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of nice not having to go into a slave job every day. And um, yeah, I recommend it. You know, anybody's thinking about it, I try to give uh, one buddy of mine, you know, because he's had back trouble for years. So, yeah, you know, he's got a 401k and stuff. He's got money in, you know, in that. And, uh, see, I want you to just, uh, quit your job. He hates his freaking job. I said, why don't you just quit and, you know, go on disability? You know, you got all this records and shit, you know, you can, you know, put, put all that through. Right. It's like, ah, uh, you know, people might say, oh yeah, you're putting a strain on the system. It's like, uh, you're, you're, that's a bad thing. And then the system's going to collapse. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Great. You know? <laughs> I don't like the system anyway, so you know, yeah. If it happens, it happens. Whatever. Well, you know that's not the case. They print the money, and meantime, they'll just waste billions on just basically in your face. You know, so let you know they just wasted billions oh, on this yeah. project, and yeah, just in your face, just total, just cramming it all, stuffing it all down a rat hole, and it's like no concern for it. Like, oh yeah, what did they Rumsfeld say? Oh yeah, by the way, just kind of letting everybody know that uh, two trillion dollars missing out of the. Because of a, and then there was some like question about it in Congress. Uh, what was it, Cynthia McKinney or whatever? Yeah, you know, she was like, "Oh, what about the two trillion? And there's like, "Oh, well, you know, it's a, you know, it's two. Our, our computer systems weren't talking to each other, and it's like, oh, and then that's acceptable. But that, you know, two trillion. But you know, whatever. You know, nobody seems <laughs> concerned about it. Just don't try to draw, uh, get on assistance because you'll get you'll get badgered for it. You know. Well, Even though nobody says nothing to me about it, because I'm just the way I say it, I think it's like it's it's just no shame and why I say yeah I'm on disability yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean, nobody the, says nothing it's just the, the way you approach it you know I have the EBT card you know that you <clears throat> the welfare card yeah, that yeah. you use for food and uh, just seeing the different reaction you get using that rather than cash is just disgusting to me you know. There's just disdain yeah. from the checker when they see that that's what you're using. Overall, they're not all like that, but uh, there's just a, there's a notable difference, you know, in how they treat you. It changes immediately. At first, you're a cash paying customer to be respected, and then they notice that you're using that card, and then it's kind of like, okay, here's your stuff, and you know, just be on your way, you know, kind of thing. It's uh, hmm. yeah, oh yeah, it's but you know. It people I, I consider too it's like you know people believe in uh, you know authority they believe in government stuff like that it's like well so why would you then turn around and uh, you know look down on somebody who maybe has an EBT card it's like wow they look like they're capable and able bodied it's like well your government that you uh you know, you, you never give any static to, you never question, you never question it once in your life. 
they made that decision to to give that man that EBT card. So who are you to decide that they shouldn't get it? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you're you're you know, it's like these same people would probably wouldn't even blink at the thought of getting involved in another war or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like sure. oh, because the government says we should, and so we should. You know, but yeah, EBT. No, you shouldn't do that. It's like, right. well, who are you? You know, it's like yeah, just double think, but. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't care. I don't let it bother me. I, I mean, I just, you know, hey, I worked since I was freaking 14 years old. I worked, where I was working before it was, I was even legally able to work. You know, I had summer jobs. I had uh, after school jobs, like all through high school, like uh, through 11th and 12th grade, I worked. I, then I worked summer jobs and I worked. You know, and all that that's all going back, you know, all on my uh, Social Security statement and all that, all the way up to, you know, what about uh, eight years ago, I guess, 2000, what is, what's 2015? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, seven years ago, yeah. Do you remember why you got your first job? I was visiting my dad out in uh, L.A. there, and... uh you know, he, uh, I think he talked to somebody, got me a job there at the grocery store down the street. And, uh, you know, how dad said, oh, yeah, I would teach my son responsibility and blah, 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 whatever. But so I went there and I worked. I think I worked there for about five or six days and got fired or something. Because <laughs> I kept, leaving, I kept leaving, leaving shit out of the bags, get distracted. Dad just like, really hot checker girl man i mean it's like she was really just fucking smoking hot yeah you get distracted and shit do you remember 14 you know give me a break man do you remember how much you made you ain't got you can't keep your mind on anything else (laughs) do you remember what the wage was at that i'll i'll tell you mine if you my first job was four ten an hour four ten yeah <laughs> Why? Because yours way lower. <laughs> I think I made four fifty or something like that oh, wow. at that grocery store. Wow, I can't remember down. exactly. Four ten. Shit. Yeah. Was that minimum wage back then? Yes, it was. Yeah, that was eighty seven. Dang. Yeah. I got hired for like five seventy, I think, or something in Reno. Um, but I never. I didn't. I I got hired, but I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. for your first day, just one day. That's it. I went so. for the interview, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll hire you." And that's like, and then I realized, like, what the fuck am I doing? This is ridiculous. And then I left. Then I left that girl, and I went back to L.A. <laughs> I think at a certain age, just uh, it should be normal to kind of question how much where you're at, how much time of your personal that you've devoted to this, you know, which is basically working for someone else. And then what you've gotten in return, I think that should be natural for most people. And that's maybe what I'm kind of going through is that uh, just going the same way and working the same, in the same kind of situation, you know, nine to five or, or, or more, you know, uh, doesn't leave you a lot of time to live. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Or, or right. just let alone think. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of you know. What if you're not working and like, uh, 
you know, you get bored. It's like, shit, I'd rather just be freaking bored. I don't care. What's so bad about being bored? But, you know, I don't get bored. It's funny, you know, you think like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I worked all that time and I've worked every day. I work 40 hours a week generally. And, uh, you know, you think like, oh, well, you know, at first I had, you know, some adjustment and stuff. But then, like, after I kind of got used to it, I was like, man, it's kind of nice. And, yeah, I just find stuff for myself to do and it, you know, I keep myself busy. And uh, I've just kind of learned to do that. So, you know, it's up to each individual to do that, you know. I think think a lot of people kind of have a problem with that. They're just not self-motivated. Yeah. No, I think think that's what it is. I think partly I'm afraid of it as well. I think I I can go right now and take disability from my motorcycle accident. Oh, really? And I, you know, yeah, I went head on basically with a car almost. They, they pulled out in front of me, basically stopped and I was doing about 40. Mm. And so my hands are, uh, you know, they hurt, you know, just, I, just from doing pushups, I can't even do pushups really because it just hurts that bad, Uh you know, and my back is constantly hurting, but you know, I make a decent wage, so I'd just continue to work because it'll be more than disability. Right. You know? And that's a big pay cut. I'm still young. Can I rub but, in really quick that I advised you not to, prior what? to the accident, not to ride a motorcycle? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Robert told you not to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of people told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm glad yeah. you didn't, uh, it, was, it wasn't any worse, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, when you- yeah, but no, I think people are naturally, uh, or I don't know, naturally, but they're afraid of just living day to day without, you know, having that job to go do. Isn't it akin to you know, setting I, I, the slave, to setting the slave, uh, turning the slave loose? Or when you think about it, you know, initially yeah. they may not know what to do with the freedom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really is when you think about it. You know, you work since 14, you probably don't remember what it's like not to have that kind of a commitment. Yeah, because my original question to to you, Chris, was, why, do you remember why you got that first job? Was <laughs> I was hoping it was, like, because you wanted money, you know, so you could go out and, you know, take chicks out on dates and buy a car, whatever, you know. Yeah, was, my first a, serious job, that was like my whole idea because I, I was working the summer after 11th grade. And I was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a car for senior year. And so I, so I worked a uh, summer job and stuck money back the whole summer, worked the whole freaking summer, and then bought a car and had a car my senior year, yeah. Was it worth it? 76 Camaro, man. <laughs> Straight six. Hey, wait a minute, you were uh, driving? V8, dude. Oh, shit. It was dogged out, though. It was like, just, yeah, it had been road hard, put away wet. I don't want to rub it in, but you were driving when I was three, Chris? <laughs> what, really? Yeah. You were like yeah. three years old when I was out, uh... <laughs> Listening to uh, Judas Priest and shit, driving around <laughs> shit. my 75th Camaro. Rob Halford, not the other guy. 
You listen yeah, to probably priest, huh? You never killed yourself? No. It was like, uh, I guess I didn't have that album. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what else? Uh, oh, yeah, Guns N' Roses came out with uh, Appetite for Destruction. In 1986 or something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, that kind of runs together, all that information. What? Y'all don't remember any of that shit, huh? Y'all didn't have that. I was. I might have been conceived in 86. Right. So when y'all were in high school, I'm trying to think like we're what? We're all about 10 years bands. apart, I believe, if I'm correct in that. Is that right? What's yeah. that again? I think we're all about 10 years apart. About 10 years apart? Yeah. So I was trying to... I think okay. So when you guys were in high school, it was uh, Soundgarden, Nirvana, right? That cause, yeah, I was I was in uh, yeah the Navy, and then I went to school, college, or whatever. But not in Mono's case. Yeah, for me, it was for more me. like Blink One Eighty Two. Oh really? Yeah, the guy that uh, he was a I think he was a drummer for that band. He worked. At, same, at this place where I work, uh, Wyndham Garden Hotel. Whoa! I never met the dude. I know he was he was there. My a real good friend knew him, but uh, yeah, I don't. I never talked to him, but yeah, he worked at the same place. Yeah, when I said whoa. I didn't mean whoa that you work with that guy. I meant whoa that you worked at a hotel. Yeah, I worked for the Wyndham Garden man. Okay. In the restaurant. Yeah, I've always had like, tables. like fringe entertainment industry. For some reason, all my all my uh, jobs have been kind of related in some way. I guess maybe it's just living in LA. I don't know. But first job was a theater. Uh, then what did I have? Uh, oh, the you know the next major one was a recording studio. Uh, then the stuff I do now is technically is like technical related. To television and blah blah blah. Yeah, the culture creation industry. That's right. That's why no one trusts me. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. What can I do? What? Uh, you met Marcus, right? I did. I don't think I ever talked to you about that. Like, you were um, Mono did as well. Mono's was the guy who was with you. That's right. Yeah. So what was Marcus like? Was he at his house? Where was y'all like meet somewhere or something? Park City Diner. At the Park City Diner that he yep. always talks about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Which we is were code for a Masonic Hall. Is it? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we were working near. We were working nearby. Uh, well, a couple hours away in Virginia, uh, at a place that would obviously would be suspicious in uh, in his mind. I'm sure it was the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Um, for real, or are you just, like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I tell people the kicker is to me. It was nice to meet him and and so forth. But on that job, Mono and I got, and I might have to edit this out. I know we'll talk about it later. But uh, Mono and I got one of the supervisors uh, to use his. They called a cat card. It's a military thing to yeah, because you couldn't carry cell phones. No tech, no tech in the in the building. Okay. Uh, so you'd have to stow him in lockers and blah, blah, blah. But the supervisor, we got him to let us use his uh, supervisor card to enable us internet access in the room 
that we were in so that we could listen so we could listen to Marcus in the actual facility. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. But uh I'm sure they already had they already they already tapped into Marcus's calls. Well, guaranteed at that facility everything's tapped. I mean, that's where they literally analyze the it's Big Brother. It's where they look at the satellite data uh from space supposedly. Where they Y'all were look. in there checking all that stuff out. Well, like, we on our end, we did more uh, uh, like conference type stuff, um, that kind of uh, thing. But we did go into their main room where they have the big screens. Uh-huh. And oddly enough, when we went through, there was cartoons playing on several of them. <laughs> yeah. That's what they watch, huh? Cartoons and shit. Probably, I guess so. You know, I'll be honest with you. And I heard this from other people. From what I saw, I'm not sure they're capable of doing what they claim a lot of it. And I yeah. can't really uh, tell you yeah, exactly maybe why. Maybe it doesn't take place. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what Chris was saying earlier: is that there's a lot of these people sitting in cubicles doing fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I picture. Because you know, how many people would have any kind of qualifications to actually like really do anything? Of course, there's like technical people and shit. There's like you know people like you guys. You guys have like a specialty and a job and stuff, and you go. But then, you know, like, you know a little, you saw some stuff in there, and then, you know, what, cartoons were on TV and stuff, and, like, yeah. you have some limited information based on what you were just able to gather just being in there and stuff like that. But um, I think that's a lot, like, that's the overwhelming majority of it. There's probably, like, there's probably um, the stuff that actually happens is stuff that's just pretty much out of view, I think. Like, there's these special... Um, programs and stuff that uh, they can they can retrieve data and stuff from all these different sources, but they but they're it's not getting like it's, it's not getting a, you know uh, handled until it gets to that particular you know specialized agency that's uh, in charge or whatever whatever it is that they're really doing with all this data because I think there's you know real stuff that's going on with it. Um, but but I don't think it's this whole focus on, you know, like you'll always hear about, oh, yeah, you say the word bomb or you say the word, uh, you know, ammonium nitrate or whatever, that, that they're going to uh, automatically, like, you know, flag your call and listen to it and all that. And uh, that's what they're mainly concerned with doing. I, I don't believe that. Right. I, I don't believe that. You could probably say that all the time. They, 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 they don't – it wouldn't even affect anything. There's – if anything, there's like the, uh, you know, spying for, you know, to steal people's patents and shit. I think that that kind of stuff goes on. But as far as it being used against the populace, uh, the way they're doing it now, I think it's all this, uh, you know, feeding this big artificial intelligence uh, systems. And, um, you know, and it does this, uh, uh, runs it through these different, you know, scenarios they could put into this computer and then they could get out you know predictive uh you know outcomes out of their uh algorithms you know and they say that's pretty accurate like they can get a pretty good idea what how any particular population is going to react to um you know whatever it is that 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 happens so i i think it has more to do with that 
than it does with like actual agents effectively, you know, doing anything with any of this information. I think it happens some, but like not not like we're supposed to think, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, overall, as long as they believe you have that capacity, I guess it, that, you know, in itself kind of serves a purpose, whether it's real or not, you know. Yeah, that's the main thing. That's the, uh, what do you call it, the panopticon, where it was a, it was a, a prison that was uh, invented by some, like, French guy. I don't, can't remember his name. Uh it's, it's it's like a it's like a, a circular like a stadium kind of but all the prison cells are on the outer wall and in the center it's like a uh the guards have um like telescopes i don't know whether they had these actually set up or exactly what it was or it's a concept i don't know i, th- I think there was prisons that were set up like that and uh I think it was more like a, well, it was incorporated into this prison, but it was also like a social experiment, you know, like they see how the prisoners behaved when, when they knew, they never knew when they were being watched. They could be, they could be being observed and then they may not have been, but they, you know, they never knew when the guards were watching them. Right. And they said that was really effective in keeping the, you know, a, a small staff of prison guards and, you know, a big prison full of prisoners could keep them all in line with the panopticon style of, uh, surveillance. Yeah. It's basically the same principle. Like, you know, any, any surveillance system today is the same, same basic principle. It's like, you know, you, you never know when they might potentially be watching you through the camera, but then odds are they're probably not. Right. but it's just that kind of not knowing, you know, that keeps you on your best behavior. Right. You find out a lot of that stuff if if you test it is kind of an illusion, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's all perception management, man. That's what it comes down to when you uh, really break all this stuff down. It's like this. I think that's like the most important kind of uh, term to get your mind around is this perception management. It's like what they can get you to believe. That's the only thing that's important. It's like the moon hoax. Uh, like p- people have trouble believing that. Cause you know, they're like, well, what about all the people that work, you know, for all these different defense contractors, all these different companies and all the, you know, that were, you know, building all this specialized equipment and doing all this stuff. It's like, yeah, that's, I, I, I believe that that was all real. And all the, and the majority of those people that were doing that, really thought that it was going to be going like whatever those specialized cameras they had, those Hasselblad cameras with all the, I believe like the majority of those people that worked for that company probably thought that those cameras went to the moon and took pictures right? and all of that. And they had, you know, the specs, you know, they, they contracted out to build these things for certain specifications and all that stuff. And they, you know, they make the assumption that, Oh yeah, science, they know what they're talking about. They know the conditions on the moon. They know exactly what they mean. And they just, all they have to do is follow those specs. That's the only thing they're concerned with, you know. And then they they defer to the NASA authorities. And maybe somebody there was like, "Shit, you think these are going to withstand radiation? I don't know about that." But of course, you know, he's not going to make too much of a stink if he has any kind of real questions about it because you know he's there like everybody else for a paycheck, right? Sure. 
You know, it's like that's how shit works. Yep. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like it's like these most of these people that work for the De- Department of Homeland Security and stuff. They're just in it for a check, man. They 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 they're not doing anything real or dealing with this real terrorist threat or stuff like that. But I but I think they do conduct these uh, operations and stuff, and some of them don't make it into the news. You know, like these, uh, you know, um, hyper real drills that are presented as, you know, a real event, like the Boston bombing, Sandy Hook thing and all that that's incorporated in these drills. I think they do these things, too. And some of them they keep out of the public, but they tell the people in these agencies and stuff that, yeah, you know, this is a sensitive matter and we really don't want to divulge this to the public. But yeah, this bridge was taken out by terrorists, but we're just going to say it was taken out by a barge accident. And then the guy, it was, you know, the captain of the barge was drunk and then there'll be some story, but you know, we all know that it was terrorists, but we don't want to alarm the public. I I believe that happened. uh, The I 40 bridge here between, uh, when I was uh, visiting out here, when I lived in Arkansas, the bridge was out, and uh, some bullshit story about a barge hitting it. Now it was a pretty substantial bridge, like a you know uh, one of those big concrete pillars and stuff, you know. And uh, they say a barge hit it and knocked it down. I don't believe that. I believe it was some kind of probably some special forces team or whatever went in there and knocked it out, you know, psychological operations group or whatever. Right. And then that was all done to, you know, put all the uh, people in the Department of Homeland Security and all that stuff, you know, to give them propaganda so that they are thinking that they are, like, working to, you know, fight this hidden threat that's out there. And... Yeah, they probably get fed all kinds of shit that that doesn't that most people won't know about or hear about. Uh, what? Just I mean, it's probably a whole other call. But uh, what do you make of them? Evidently, intentionally making it's hard to describe, but intentionally making it obvious that some of these are faked. I think we discussed that a little bit, but, uh, I mean, that seems to be the next step, right? Once you realize that a lot of these events are fake, it seems obvious in a lot of them that there's certain details that they make sure you know about, uh, that point to it being a hoax. Is there a reason why, in your opinion, that they would do that? Um... Yeah, I don't know. It that's hard to say. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like I don't know if I really have opinion one way or the other. Exact exactly on that. I don't know exactly what to. It could be that they're sloppy, right? I mean, that would be the obvious one, and that it's not intentional. But yeah, I don't know how possible it is to do anything like that without having some slip ups or some mistakes. Right. I think they did a really good job on the moon hoax. And there wasn't, uh, you know, that that much to point out as far as, like, you could point to it and say, yeah, this is obviously fake. You know, except for, like, if the more 
I think the people are a little bit more sophisticated now than they were then. And like, you can look at that stuff now and say, man, that just looks silly. That looks totally <laughs> fake. And, you know, but to the people that were, you know, around the night, living around that time, you know, um, and plus, you know, they, they, they did some stuff to make sure that nobody ever got to look at any kind of, uh, halfway decent footage, you right. know, because it's the stuff that came out through the television was, uh, where they took it and they were, they were videotaping a projection of it and stuff. And it was really, really, really low quality. Um, so there wasn't much to discover there in the way of the hoax. And then of course, later on they, oh, well, well we accidentally taped over all the good footage. So yeah, That's we absolutely. don't have anything to show you on that. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, you know, so that, so you can't really, there's nothing to point out there. I'm sure you, if you had access to all that stuff, you would, you know. And then another thing, there's stuff out there on the YouTube, and this kills it, as far as I'm concerned, where you got the dudes hanging from, like, they're clearly hanging from wires. Right. Or the guy goes I mean, down. That's no doubt about it. <laughs> you could say whatever you want about it. You could say, oh, yeah, it was, then you have to take the position, if you want to say that that was, you know, real footage and they were really on the moon. Then you have to like take this ridiculous position that uh, oh one six gravity just so happens to look identical to as if you were dangling from wires right right and like yeah I don't I don't know about that that doesn't even okay what's the likelihood it's like zero right I mean you know it's that's not gonna you're not gonna look if you're one six gravity. You know, of course, I've never been in one six gravity. I don't have it. You know, I, I can't say I wasn't there. You know, I don't. But, um, but the idea that it looks identical to like dangling from wires, I, I just don't. I, I don't think any reasonable person should be expected to accept that. Yeah, at I don't want to get too technical, but in one six gravity, would it not be easier to move? Well, it you would. It would be easier to move, like yeah. you would have, uh, well, six times your strength, right? right? You know, I guess maybe that's how it works. But anyway, you would have, you'd be a lot lighter on your feet. You could, you know, yeah. do stuff that you couldn't do on the earth. So that conflicts with, like, the slow moving through fluid look. Yeah. Jumping higher, of course. But the slow moving through fluid, that was just somebody's concept of how it should look to distinguish between what we're used to. I mean, maybe it was Kubrick, you know? I thought that sounded crazy, but the stuff that I've seen easily could have been him. I mean, that his, was his concept initially in 2001, right? Is he had to think of, a, or someone did, had to think of a reason or a way to make people appear to be moving in a different environment than we're used to. And so that just carried over into those, into the moon stuff. Yeah, well... You know the 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 thing about it, and the way you know, I, I would want somebody to explain this to me who thinks that's real footage of the astronauts moving around. It's that um, okay if they're in one six gravity, it doesn't matter what the effect of gravity. The gravity of the effects of gravity are still present, and there is never going to be a, even a split second where <laughs> gravity goes away. Like, you know, where you're dangling and you're no longer and you and you for a brief moment are no longer in motion, just exactly like you'll see if like somebody was suspended from a wire. 
Like that doesn't make any sense if you're trying to think if you're trying to think of a scenario where it's one six gravity. So if you like, you know, you jump, you're not gonna be able to like um, that 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 one sixth gravity is always going to be a, a, a constant. So you'll have a fluid motion like up and then back down. You're not going to go up and then kind of like stay at one spot for even a split or even half a second <laughs> like you would if you were being jerked around by wires. Right. Now, you can take the position that they weren't, being pulled around by wires that it just you know one six gravity just so happens to coincidentally look exactly like being dangling from wires but you can't take the position that it does not look exactly like dudes are hanging from wires because that's exactly what it looks like well the physics on some of that stuff the guy falls down to his knees i mean he's on all fours and then something pulls him back up and you can tell it's not his own i mean they're just yeah that's just insulting that kind of stuff i mean yeah so how what what caused his direction so he's he's you know cuz there's you know conservation of the laws of science like real laws of science like conservation of momentum and stuff like that if you're i don't care if you're one sixth gravity or one tenth gravity it doesn't matter if you're if you're making a motion in certain in a certain direction especially like with that example you're talking about where you have no support like you have nothing and then you're like suspended there for a brief second it's like no no way <laughs> i mean come on i mean that's like I mean, it's not hard to to refute the that you know right. the, that idea that that that's oh that's you know just what one six gravity looks like no it's like that's that's exactly what why yeah theater wires like that have been around for I don't know how many uh, decades prior to the moon hoax thing I mean that's an old trick that's been around uh, for quite some time and it can make you look like you're flying through the air or whatever but you know hey you're really not it can make you look like you're in one six gravity because uh, but you know, you're really not. And yeah, that was yeah, but but uh, I, I don't think they want too many people's eyes on it because who was it that recently died? Neil Armstrong. Yeah, and uh, they didn't make hardly any mention of it, and they don't make any mention of the moon stuff. I don't think they want people going on YouTube too much and looking at that footage. Yeah, besides the actual uh, moonwalk footage, the most damning that I've seen is that guy that studies the, the lander and uh, how much uh, gear, uh, aside from the personnel, can actually fit inside the dimensions that were published for the size <laughs> of the lander. Yeah. And there's nowhere near. Plus the rover was, was in there, I guess, you know? And uh, there's just nowhere near possible that they did that with the dimensions that they claim they used. Well, so there goes your question about, you know... Did they do that to uh, leave an intentional an intentional hole in the whole moon landing story, right. or did they do that with the confidence that you know nobody's going to second guess them, nobody's going to double check their math, uh, nobody's going to do it? And then the guy that who does do it, um, how does he get treated? Oh, you're crackpot! Oh, you're spirit serves people. Of course it could fit in there. How did they get it there if it couldn't fit? Yeah. You know, it's like, 
Which okay, is going to discourage mind. most people from any kind of further research, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, what? It, how hard is it to pull one over on people when they they have no you know critical thinking skills and they and if they did have them they wouldn't apply them to the authorities because like I was talking about on one call, you know, it's like the government conspiracies aren't possible. Because if the authorities are above the thing called law, and by definition, a conspiracy has to be like some, you know, a, 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 a collaboration to to violate a law. And if you can't violate a law, how are you going to form a conspiracy? And you, and you can't viol- violate a law because you are the law. You are, you know, the creator of the law, and you're not subject to the law. You know, that's that's how people view government. They don't hold them account. They don't expect them to be held accountable for you know violating the laws that they impose on everybody else. I mean, they openly admit it. Like Congress, they'll, they'll like they'll they they do this all the time. They like exempt themselves from. Oh, they I think they exempt them. Like a recent example is where they 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 put this Obamacare bullshit law into existence, and then they promptly exempt themselves from all the different requirements that was on government employees and all that stuff with it, I think. Some, I heard something like that. I could be wrong, but I know there's other examples out there that are... Sure. Uh, but them knowing that the average citizen is going to yeah. just be outraged by that kind of thing. Yeah, the average be. citizen, you would think, would be, you know, totally outraged. And, uh, uh-uh. It's like, oh, well, well, they're Congress, right? You know? So they can do that, I guess. That's the whole, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, people see the things like the moon landing and, and uh, fakery on that level. Uh, they just kind of disregard it maybe because of how old it is and just not really willing to look into it. But they should because if they're willing to do that kind of thing, um, most likely they're doing it now. Um, like they lie to you on that kind of level. But it just doesn't seem to interest most people. Yeah, yeah I mean, like nine eleven. Even that, I mean, in a lot of people's minds, that's like ancient history. Right. So, well, let alone the moon landing. It's like, oh, it happened so long ago. So, you know, a lot of stuff has come out about the moon hoax thing, the moon, Apollo moon hoax. Um, but, you know, there's the gatekeepers out there that would never in a million years admit, you know, that the, that the, the moon, the moon landing was a hoax and all that. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely out there, and there's definitely a lot of people that are aware of that now. But you know, the thing about it is, is like, okay, once a certain number of people figure it out and they find it out, it's like, oh, well, that was already what forty something years ago. Sure, that's no longer relevant, right? Oh, certainly they don't do that kind of stuff today. Like you can't you can't take. Uh, that example and like you know apply it to a modern day event like 9-11 could you it's like oh, maybe 9-11 was a hoax too no can't do that because certainly that was a long time ago and that's like it, that's in the past that, that's how they that's how you're taught to reason about this stuff you know right. or not reason or whatever I just had a as far as the vaccinations go, I just had one more question. If, if in fact, I guess that they're not uh, what they say they are in order to immunize you from some kind of virus, 
uh, in your mind, uh, what would be the actual purpose? Uh, you know, as sinister as it as it gets, you know, I mean, is it to cause actual physical harm? Uh, and it's obvious to make money for someone, but um, in your mind, what would the purpose be? Uh, I've heard stuff where they say like the goal, one of the goals of the elite is to, um, you know, engineer the average person or the, you know, the, the, the population to through, you know, these, uh, altered food and stuff, the Monsanto food, the GMO, the vaccines and all that stuff. Uh, to get to a point where the 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 common person is so altered that, in comparison to the elite, it'll they'll appear as like a different species. Like the average person will be so dumbed down and so stunted in growth and development that the uh, elite will appear as like you know in comparison, like a, you know, completely different species altogether. And, uh, that sounds pretty radical and sounds kind of out there a bit, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, do you see any, any evidence of that around you? In the younger generation, you can see there's just absolutely no resistance to any of this stuff. There's just, there's just no concern. Zero. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They're never taught by, uh, Cause that's how it works, you know. Like, um, if you're looking at uh, human beings as like mammals, you know, or if you observe kind of animal behavior, whatever. I'm not saying I don't believe in evolution or nothing like that. I'm not even suggesting that. But um, you know, there are these uh, instinctual things that human beings have, and a natural human being is instinctually going to warn their offspring of any kind of dangers in the environment. You know, you observe that all throughout nature with like you know bear bear cubs and all that but uh we've had that conditioned out of us where we've delegated that authority over to the state and uh yeah well you know if there's anything that you know junior needs to be concerned about certainly his teacher will tell him you know or, or you know the parents have kind of like uh, wash your hands of that responsibility and you know it's like well the thing is, too, what you're telling your child when you when you take them to a public school or any school is that, um, you know, because that's going to be constantly reinforced. Is like, yeah, you need to, you know, mind your teacher and do what they say. Um, so you're telling them by your actions that uh, they're the authority. And, um, like, you can, you can, you can... Uh, ask a child, you know, like, you know, what do you think about teacher? What do you think about, you know, it's like, you know, I've, you know, I've asked, asked this of my, you know, my niece and like, she's, she's really bright and stuff for, you know, she's like four. And, uh, but you know, she's, she, she told me in so many words, like, you know, a teacher smarter than me, smarter than her mom, smarter, you know, teachers knows, knows what's going on, you know? No, the thing about it is like, yeah, you know, that's what she's been taught because that's really what, you know, they're, they're conditioned to accept is that the teacher is the authority 
because they, they go to the school to learn everything. Like, you know, she's, she basically said, yeah, the teacher's smarter like me because I was like, say, oh, I, I, I'll show you this, uh, you know, how, how you do this, uh, you know, math equation and stuff like that. She's, you know, she was kind of like, no, I, you know, Uncle Chris can't teach me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, well that's that. I mean, she's already been taught that she's only four and she's already accepted the uh the you know the artificial authority of the state you know like the teacher is if there's anything going to be taught the worth learning it's going to be from her teacher you know and that's th- yeah. they're moving society in that direction in general uh, i know alan i've heard alan watt talk about governance instead of government i guess governance is ruled by experts yeah, there's a quote that Alan Watt will give about, uh, I think the Big Neb Brzezinski said this, that uh, it'll, it'll come a point in the future when uh, the, average, the average person will not be able to, you know, have an opinion or form or start a discussion or, you know, engage in conversation about anything unless it was given to them to, to, as a topic of discussion on the previous night's news. Right. And, yeah, we've been there for a long time. You know, I, I, you know, you go to your work, you go to church or whatever, you, you know, you're interacting with the people out there. It's like, um, generally speaking, they're going to they're gonna go into whatever the topic du jour is, you know. Okay, well, cool. Well, it, thanks for coming on, Chris. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, Chris, for coming on. Yeah, that was cool. Definitely. Yeah, man. Good call hoaxbusterscall.com okay. that's right okay. every week and you have a blog people can check out yeah hoaxbusterscall.com alright Chris well thanks a lot alright thanks Robert thanks Mono alright talk to you soon take care a friend of mine he said, "Grab, grab a can of albacore tuna, yeah, and then a, a bag of kettle cooked salt and bin chips, and then you just eat that just tuna on the chip, and it is a wonderful snack. I'm actually finishing that up right now. Salt, vinegar, fish, oil, and then a beer. You're good to go." Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.